Welcome everyone, I'm Ashley Asti and this is Ashley Asti Live. So today we're talking about what success really means. So that's not the car you drive or the job you have, success is about your soul. And I started considering this topic this morning because I was thinking about my skincare line and all the resistance I had to starting it. So for those of you who don't know, I am the creator of an organic skincare line that uses only natural ingredients to honor your body and honor the earth and to connect you to the beauty of your soul. But when I first started creating products and, and decided I was going to sell them, I had very much a love-hate relationship with it. So sometimes I'd be like, I'm all in and this is what I'm doing. But so much of the time, I resisted it, and so I'd start and stop and start and stop. And so I was trying to consider the other day why I was so resistant. And one of the reasons is because I didn't want to be part of the traditional beauty industry. I didn't want to be part of an industry that tends to tell particularly women, but men too, how they should look, or that there's only one way to look beautiful, or that we must pursue this elusive fountain of youth. So there's all this language about anti-wrinkle and anti-aging. And I felt like this expression of beauty was not true, that it did not honor who we are and that beauty comes in every form. I felt like it was writing over the wisdom that comes with life as we grow and we age. It was denying who we are. And so that was a big reason I resisted it. But to be honest, I don't think that was the only reason or even the main reason. I also resisted going all in with this skincare line because it wasn't what I pictured for myself. I was telling the story to someone the other day, and so he asked me, okay, then what did you picture? What did you imagine for your life? And the only way I could describe it was an image that I had in my mind. And I said, I pictured myself in a power suit with high heels clicking down Fifth Avenue. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was going to grow up, go to college, graduate, and get some high-powered job. High-powered in quotes there, whatever that might mean. And that I'd, I'd express that through my clothes and my apartment and everything else, the stuff that I had. And I think I always felt the inner power of my soul. I knew that there was something sacred within. However, I didn't quite have the words for that or didn't quite know what it was. And so I thought in order to express this inner power, in order to have an outlet for it, I had to express it in outward ways, which was through a job or the clothes that I wore or imagining, you know, what my boyfriend would look like and how he would dress and what things I would have and what my apartment would look like. I was feeling my divine soul from within, but because I didn't know or didn't see other examples of what it looks like to express that inner light, I thought it had to be expressed only in outward material forms. And the interesting thing that has happened <laughs> on my journey is through college and afterwards, it was like for a really long time, the universe was like, nope, <laughs> it put up blocks on my path. So anytime I had an opportunity to climb a corporate ladder or to get a fancy car, or whatever, it was like the universe kept stopping me 
from pursuing that path. And it's as if it was blocking me and that pattern of being challenged kept repeating itself until I finally was able to see the message that the universe was trying to send me. And this message was asking me to go within and to redefine what success means to me. So I'm going to get back to that, but I'm going to back up for a moment and tell you a story from last night that sort of pulls this all together. So last night I was talking to a friend. He told me that he got a facial for the first time. And so as we were texting, I was teasing him like, all right, do I get to see a photo of this? Like, you know, your skin must be glowing. I need to see what this looks like. So he sent me a photo and I have my text messages synced up with my computer. So I opened the photo on my computer. And at the same time, I had been writing letters to my pen pals in prison. So I turned away from his photo open on my desktop and started looking at the letter I was responding to. And when I turned back, I noticed his picture open big on my screen, staring back at me. And so it felt like a little bit of a weird thing to do, but I found myself staring at his eyes in his photo on my computer screen. And while I kind of laughed to myself thinking, this is unusual, (laughs) I kept staring because there was something mesmerizing in his eyes. And as I was drawn in, what I felt was it was his own knowing of his soul beauty. I was drawn to this incredible sense of his inner power. And what I started to notice was this power that radiated through his eyes wasn't power that came from the outside, outside of him. It wasn't power he was exerting over anyone. It wasn't dominance or greed or lust. It wasn't about how he looks or what he was wearing or what job he he has. It was about his soul. I was seeing his soul. I thought my life was meant to look and go a certain way. And so, like I said, I spent many years resisting the path that I was being drawn towards because this wasn't what I pictured. This wasn't who I thought I was. This felt like it wasn't fair. I was trying to seek an expression of my inner power in outward ways, and I had no idea that the universe wasn't blocking me to keep me from living my true nature, it's because that wasn't the power that I was really seeking from deep within my heart. And what I saw in my friend's eyes last night was a kind of power that was so much deeper and so much stronger and so much truer than all the other forms of power I had been seeking outside of myself. And Last night as I started journaling about the experience, I started seeing how everything that has been unfolding for me was meant for my growth. And that's how life is for all of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. It comes in to grow us, to teach us, to align us with our true nature, even when it doesn't feel easy. And all the challenges that I faced when I felt like the universe was shooting down my dreams and my vision... It forced me to go within because there was nowhere else to go. When everything else that I wanted, that I was longing for, lusting for, wasn't coming my way, 
All that was left was to turn within. I had to go into my depths and find out what was truly underneath all my desire. What was at the core of me? And this journey has felt particularly relevant or personal for me. And I imagine it has for many of you too, because so often we feel boxed in and like, Society or our family or other people are telling us how to live our lives as if there is only one true way. When I was in high school, as a senior in high school, we had something called Senior Most Awards, um, which you might have had, you know, this class clown and best to bring home to mom and dad and all these other things. And I won two of the nerdy <laughs> um, Senior Most I was voted, uh, I should say not one, but <laughs> I was voted to get these uh, titles that were quite nerdy, and one of them was most likely to succeed. And that's something that, in the moment of being voted that, of course I was young, and so I didn't know what was ahead, and so I was just grateful, and it felt good. But for a long time after that, when it felt like my version of success and my journey looked nothing like the success I thought people expected of me, which was lots of money, a great job, an amazing apartment, all of those things. When I started veering off on my own path and feeling lost or struggling through creating my own business from a place of intuition, I felt like a failure. I felt like I couldn't show who I was or what I had become because I thought I was a disappointment. I thought I was doing something different than what everyone else was, that they were all on their way, being successful, doing what they were supposed to do in the world, and that I wasn't. And so that made me less or that made me unworthy. I thought success needed to look a certain way. But what I've learned in this process and the 10 years or so since I went to college is that success is not what I thought it was and it's so much better. Success is about your soul. Success is being able to be comfortable in uncertainty, to surrender to God's mystery and to stand naked in that and just allow. Success is choosing kindness repeatedly over and over again. Success is living from your heart as often as you can and not from your head. And of course, we use our heads in our everyday lives. Please do that. You're at work trying to figure out a problem. But so often, we reside there always and forget that the, the true leader and force in our lives is our heart. And that is our guide. Success is speaking your truth how much courage it takes to speak your truth, how much vulnerability to express who you are and what is true for you. Success is recognizing our oneness and seeking justice and safety and peace for all. Success is knowing that your success is not limited by someone else's success, so we rise together. You don't have to push someone else down in order for you to raise up. When you feel yourself rising, bring people along with you because there is plenty of room for all of us. And success is what I saw in my friend's photo last night in his eyes, self-love. 
honoring and finding communion with the God within. Soul beauty, inner power that comes from knowing that the sacred resides in you and in all of us, and that it is what unites us and connects us. I believe we can experience God every day in the world. So we don't need to retreat to a monastery or an ashram, although you can. I don't believe that knowing God within means renunciation. You don't have to give up your clothes or your car or your home or your bag, your fancy bag. And you could, but you don't have to. It simply means that those things don't define us. If and when material abundance comes your way, welcome it in, but don't cling to it. Know that whatever comes in the sense of material possessions, it's not yours. It's not who you are. Just as it came in, it can leave. It's a flow. It moves with life. And you are not your stuff. You are the inner light within. We have created so much separation between us based on categories. We have categorized humanity by race, by socioeconomic status, gender, by the jobs we have, by where we live. And this has created strife and disconnection. Because as we go about our lives, perceiving through our mind and the, our filters, our judgments, the coloring that's on our minds, we fail to see that we are one. And so much of the healing that our world so desperately needs begins from a place of seeing our oneness. We're struggling because we are failing to see that. And our world needs healing. We are, humans are destroying our earth, the earth from which we come and to which we return, the earth that gives us life. We cannot exist without it. We cannot breathe without it. We would not be without Mother Earth. She is literally a mother giving birth to us in every moment. We see in politics all sorts of crazy power dynamics and greed and dominance and people looking out for themselves and big corporate interests as opposed to all beings. We're experiencing an epidemic of distraction, of being distracted by all forms of media and noise, and that prevents us from existing in stillness with our hearts and feeling and seeing our souls and the soul of everyone else around us. We also have an epidemic of stress. We have children who are anxious and worried and nervous. How, how many of you say on a daily basis that you're stressed out, that something's stressing you out? That's not natural. That is not our birthright. And we also have chronic illness and cancer and chronic fatigue that is cropping up everywhere. Our world needs healing. And this might seem like, oh my gosh, how do we approach that kind of healing? Collective healing begins on a personal level. It begins right here with communing with your soul and seeing the soul of everyone else around you. It begins with redefining what success is. 
Success as kindness, success as love, success as recognizing oneness. Success as community collaboration. Success as trust and surrender. As I'm recording this, yesterday was World Kindness Day. And while I appreciate the effort of creating a day to acknowledge this because we change through bringing awareness and attention to what needs changing, I find it strange because World Kindness Day should not be a day. It's a way of being. Kindness is an expression of the soul's innate and pure love, an innate and pure love that exists within us every day, in every moment. And most importantly, success is love. Success is being love, letting love in, expressing love. There's a song by Trevor Hall called Good Rain, and he says, Don't let your blessings turn to stone. And I had been contemplating that line for a while. It kept coming up. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Why does that keep coming back to me? And I think it connects back to this conversation we're having right now about success. Success is often about power, but we're redefining it to mean inner power. And what I saw in my friend's eyes was that sacred inner knowing and inner beauty radiating out. I've been talking in the past week or so how the words overflowing and dripping and pouring keep coming to me repeatedly. And so it's like the universe is trying to get my attention. In fact, the other day I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm overflowing. And I was thinking this as I was in the car. And just as I thought that to myself, I looked up and the license plate in front of me in capital letters was, oh, so much. (laughs) So that's a message that keeps coming back to me. And I think For the longest time, because I felt this inner radiance that we all have, that's not unique to me, it is common to us all, because I felt it so intensely, I wanted an outlet for it. And so, like I said, I was trying to use my job or my appearance or whatever it might be as an outlet or even finding a a partner, I wanted to put it into one person. But I'm realizing that When this love comes through, you can't contain it. You can't hold on to it and wait until you have the exact right outlet. In fact, you can't even control its expression. You have to unleash it. And that's what Trevor Hall was saying. If you have all this love, which is such a blessing building up inside you, but you hold on to it, if you cling to it, if you're afraid to unleash it into the world to take its own journey, you're going to turn it to stone. And that's how we start getting blocks. I went to a yoga class the other night that was designed to balance the sacral chakra, which is a place of creativity and birth and sensuality and passion of giving life in all forms. Because I felt like my sacral chakra was a little out of balance. And I realized it's because partly of this lesson that I'm I'm seeing of not unleashing my love so fully, of not allowing my blessings to take their own journeys and radiate out. We all have an energy field that can be felt by those around us that communicates, and the energy field can stretch across the globe. And sometimes what I have done is, when I'm uncertain of what my energy is or where to put it or what to do with it, when I haven't fully understood that it is divine love and is sacred, 
I have like retracted my energy field into my body again, clinging tightly to it. If you do this, I encourage you when you're feeling that overpouring of love or bliss or whatever it might be, compassion, to envision your energy field expanding and opening up and uncovering the entire globe. When love fills you, you've got to let it out. You've got to share. And you don't need a boyfriend, a wife, or a husband to do that. You can unleash it to the universe. Unleash it to the earth that so desperately needs our healing and our love. Unleash it to all beings that exist on that planet, on this planet. Release it to find its own way to whatever needs healing. The love that comes through you is not yours to control. You are a divine channel, a medium, a vehicle for God's love to come through you. So let it. Don't block its flow. And that brings us back to the beginning with resistance. So much of our dis-ease in life, meaning not just disease as an illness, but lack of peace and accepting of what unfolds comes when we resist. That is creating so much pain because we're not allowing God or the universe, the sacred, to speak through us. We're not allowing God's will to be done. We're not surrendering up on the deepest levels. And imagine how much more freedom, liberation, peace you would feel within yourself if you just let life flow through not clinging to this or that, even the good things, not, not holding on, but allowing it to enter and leave, knowing that all you are, all you came in with, and all you will leave with is your soul, your true nature, the godly essence that is you and that has taken many forms over many lifetimes. So I'd like to end today with a prayer. A prayer is an offering. I pray to feel my feelings. I pray to let divine will in. I pray to surrender up all that is not mine into God's hands. I pray I accept what unfolds all of it. I pray I know God is my friend, is the great divine within my heart. And lastly, I pray I am strong enough to experience the healing wisdom and growth I just called into my life with this prayer. Thank you for joining me, for allowing this space to be an expression of my soul. May it meet and greet your soul, and may you feel seen and loved exactly as you are. Thank you, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week.